0: Okay, So Zarina would you like to talk us through how that miscarriage impacted you and any effects it had on you and any pregnancies you had going forward
1: Yeah so um, what happened with with that particular one is um, I didn't know that it was going to have this kind of effect on me Um, but it's only much later, or now that I can reflect back on it, I think, oh gosh, wow, I didn't realise that I was acting like that. I didn't know that it affected me that way. Mm. But obviously it clearly did because straight after the miscarriage, like I said, I was still mourning uh, the loss of my father and Mm. that miscarriage. and I just remember being very desperate to be pregnant again. Mm. So, I don't know if that's just like a normal thing that every mom would feel because this was the first time for me, yeah. um, but I was just, I just remember that feeling of just being desperate to fall pregnant again and like not thinking about anything else but just focusing on it on that, that I really need a baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it happened pretty soon after. So April the twelfth I lose that baby and I think by end of July or very early August I fell pregnant again.
0: Okay, so, so quite like, quickly.
1: Yeah, so it was quite quick. And then like I think I mentioned last time that I used to have erratic periods, so I'd never really know like my dates like properly and all that and then um yeah so it was pretty quick and I was quite sick as I am with most of my pregnancies mm-hmm. so then I remember early on thinking oh this is normal now because I'm sick and the last time yeah. I looked so ill and um maybe this one's going to be okay because I am feeling these symptoms like what I felt with my other live pregnancies
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh Well, you know what I mean (laughs) So um, So yeah, so I just remember Always having This anxiety, but I Mm -hmm. didn't know then that it was anxiety But I recognised those symptoms As being anxiety now Okay. Um, It was like any Appointments, just like Really alert and Hyper paranoid Mm -hmm. About everything that they were saying Everything that was I was told by the uh, midwife or the consultant, and just like repeating it over and over again, and then yeah. like searching what everything meant, every little thing they'd say, everything they'd write down, and just double checking everything. And I remember going for the, you know, the nuclear scan that they had. Yeah. And um, and I think, I, um, oh no, I wasn't an older mom then. I was, I was 31 then. No, I was 30. I was 30 then. And I remember them saying that I was an older mom and I was like, okay, <laughs> like, okay that's odd. And then doing all these tests and then I've been paranoid about that test as well. I'm thinking when, you know when they tell you that you've got to test for this and you've got to test for that so I like super paranoid about that even though yeah. I probably had them before with the first three, but it was just never a thing that mm-hmm. I think about as much. So I'm paranoid about that, paranoid about every scan. And then reading up about if I have too many scans, it, it, it's not good for the baby. And then thinking, oh my yeah. god, something's going to happen if I go over there. So it was just these horrible, horrible feelings, and it wasn't really nice living with them all the time. And yeah. um, I had three other children to look after because my eldest child was, um, I think, about ten or ten, and then ten or eleven. And then the youngest, she was about, yeah, seven. And then I had them to look after, then I just had all this sickness, paranoia, uh, like just living in that state. So not really being able to focus on them because I was like so consumed with making sure that this pregnancy would go well and Mm -hmm. I'd be okay. And uh, the baby would be okay. So just stuff like that. And towards the end of that pregnancy, I remember moving home so that Mm -hmm. was even worse yeah so just before just before um, the delivery like before I was going to have this baby I had to move we had to move house so it was like two months before Mm -hmm. and it was just like oh my god and then just rushing around doing all these things then it was even worse because I was like any wrong step something can happen and then you know not really being at as active as i normally would be because i just yeah. kept thinking something's gonna happen something's gonna happen
0: you were pretty um, heavily pregnant at that point oh right. god
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still shifting and i remember falling <laughs> i remember i was i was i was putting something up on the wall because we just moved house and i just i think i put some picture frame up that's the only thing i really remember um, towards the end and I remember putting something up and nobody was in and I must have fell back from the sofa thinking, oh, my God. Then then everyone telling me off, like, who told you to do that? Why did you do that? And I was like, oh, because no one else is doing it. I want the house perfect before I have this baby. Yeah. And um, then I think I was really, then I really had to take it easy after that because I thought, you know what, I've got this far. Mm. I can't take any risk. And um, then I remember my mum came over and she'd be telling me, me off sit down doing that and, and this is a funny bit I've got to tell you I know this, this bit like, was all sad and everything but this bit's really weird and funny that I have
0: to tell you guys. Like,
1: during that this pregnancy I got some weird obsession to iron anything <laughs> and everything in sight like be it knickers underpants socks knickers like, I don't even don't even go there and like a bed sheets, like every little thing that I could find in the house that was possible to iron I had to iron and then that was my little thing to make like you can kind of say it was an OCD type of thing like yeah that was the only thing that kept me calm kind Mm -hmm. of thing and then the night before when I got these pains i was about 39 weeks then and this was the only pregnant oh this is another good thing this is the only pregnancy that i actually made it to 39 weeks
0: because all my
1: first three pregnancies by 36 weeks the baby was out it never went yeah it never went up to past 37 weeks okay Okay. so this was my only baby that kind of hung around to 39 weeks and i was like I'm okay I'm okay and I don't know if I willed that or I don't know but the, oh yeah one other important factor actually that could have contributed mm. to that is that just before I had just before I had the miscarriage uh mm. I was diagnosed as a celiac I remember did I tell you that in the last one I think I did I think you mentioned oh, maybe it been, yeah I was diagnosed as celiac so I was on I was on a gluten-free diet mm-hmm and this was the only baby that so i can only make that connection after she was born she's the only baby that was bigger than my other babies and oh. that lasted that long inside yeah. i mean stayed inside that long rather than coming early on in. um yeah so yeah so i just remember that night before when i had these pains that I just ironed it. It was, it was quite warm. It's not like it is now. Like it's quite cold this May, but I remember it was really warm. And mm. in this heat, I like ironing like tons of things in my <laughs> dining room, and then. I I had weird niggly pains all day that day and then my mum kept saying what are you doing like you keep washing things and you keep ironing things like can't you sit down and I said oh no I've got to do this because I've got to get to hospital soon. this baby's going to come anytime everything has to be done this has to be perfect." and then I just that was my weird obsession and then that night I think it must have been 12 or 1 o'clock mum said that's enough ironing now just go to bed and then I think uh, because of the pains I think and mum said, oh, why don't you get in the bath? So I remember running the bath. And then all of a sudden these pains were like coming too quick. And then nobody was in the pub for my three little children and my mum. Mum couldn't mm-hmm. drive. And I had to ring my husband that, you know, something weird's happening. I think you should come. And then yeah. and then I think, uh, I can't remember who rang the hospital, but they said come in because it's at Chelsea and Westingham. So from Tooting, we had to drive all the way to Chelsea. Oh, wow, Westingham, that's far. Yeah, at one o'clock. Right. In the morning, and then I just remember. And then he had never been with me to any of the paths, right? <laughs> and then, like, mom's like coming because she's coming to look after the kids, right? And then I'm not having mom sitting there that she can't even come back and whatever. And then I thought, well, you've got to stay with me this time. <laughs> and he was like, he was in the right state, right? and i just remember i could i could already feel that he was gonna start pacing and doing all this weird stuff that he does and i was like oh god that's why i don't have you there and then anyway so he had to come with me and then i just remember him sitting on the chair next to me I and mean, because he'd never been in this situation before right
0: mm-hmm. and like just
1: praying just praying like but I know it was good that he was praying, but he was really getting on my nerves. Because I was like, oh, God, like you know, "Stop doing that! You're not doing anything helpful, like any hands-on. But you're just sitting there praying like something's gonna happen to Because obviously, he was also distressed because of how I was during the whole pregnancy.
0: Because
1: yeah. um, I remember he used to do a lot of uh, like he used to pray a lot to make sure that the pregnancy goes well and I was okay mm. like that. But then. It was fine during the pregnancy, but that particular moment when I think I was in early labour, it was really annoying. Yeah. Like, oh my God, what do you have to say, and I was like, "You can go in the waiting room." So I kept trying to say that because I was, like, I was on that on one of those birthing balls, and you know, just rocking yeah. around and everything. And I kept saying, "Go downstairs and then come back later." And <laughs> I was kind of losing my rhythm, like what I was supposed to be doing in like my yeah. pains and everything. So they were stopping and starting, so it was like dragging on. And I said, you just go down. It's gonna be long. Then I think he left about two or three a.m. Then I was left alone. Then I kind of had to wait in the morning till mom came after the kids went to school and everything. And then stuff wasn't happening. It was really long. Um, I think I think they broke my waters. And then I did a lot of, I was try, uh, trying to do everything as naturally as possible and mm. kind of stayed upright more with this one because I kind of knew yeah. the. Dream. Now, what to do and whatever and then I stayed you know standing up a lot or um, on my knees a lot so mm-hmm. helping but this the pain was really severe but I didn't know then but she was like back to back
0: okay so I
1: know now
0: that's now, why now you know
1: yeah yeah the pain was so bad and then and then i then I realized towards the end when things weren't progressing even though I was fully dilated waters broke and everything like that and she was kind of twisted at one kind of side, like rotated a little bit and -hmm. then I didn't understand anything that they were saying at the time but I kind of get it all now they tried everything, they're really good because they did want to help me with it all so we could try as much as possible to get her out as naturally as we could but then obviously it was so long and because of the waters and everything and then kind of did result in having a C-section. But I did kind of ask, because I've had so many Von Teases, I said, oh, just stick another one of them things on her. Oh, that'll work. It's worked for the others. But then they said, this one's a bit bigger than your other babies. And I was like, oh my God. And then can you imagine like in that state when you're just about going over to theatre, they just tell me she's bigger. And I'm thinking, okay, well, forget everything. Just take me. And then they were like, she's a bit bigger than your others for a Von Tees cat. And I was like, but then I didn't know they kept, I know now that they still could have done it but mm-hmm. they just said no we'll just um, go for it and then I just remember mum having some mini panic thing about the section and then by mm-hmm. that time I couldn't care less because I just wanted this baby out and yeah. then um, yeah I remember mum was really upset he was really scared of um, operations and stuff like that yeah. and I just kept saying to her, look, mommy, just have to get on with it. And then she d- couldn't come in. She didn't want to come in, really. because She was so terrified. Yeah. So she waited outside, then we made him disappear again because he was acting like frantic. <laughs> it was like some kind of Bollywood movie. It was like, save my wife. And he was like, okay, it's not going to be like that. Calm down. So, I mean, I couldn't even say that to him. He was saying all this to everyone. He was saying it to my mum, And then I said to my mom, I said, just relax. Yeah, it's not a Bollywood film and um it's okay um and i had it under control i was like you were calming fine. down
0: everybody else yeah. and you're the one in like, labor i'm
1: cool like you just go out the room there's a nurse that's next to me and she was really nice she was holding my hand she you are you all right i said yes i'm fine and then i just remember singing stuff i, I must have been so high on gas and I just remember singing some, the weirdest tune, you're gonna laugh at me, but it was just some weird CD that my friend gave me, like this is my best friend. And I've only just remembered now, because of this story, that it was, I don't even know if you've heard of them, they call The Gorillas. It was just yes. that came out very uh, briefly. And I don't even know what, don't even ask why my friend actually gave me that. I,
0: she, I bet I already know what one it is. <laughs>
1: On.
0: I feel happy that one I, feel I
1: happy. am happy And then I was like no way Why did you have to tell me So she told me this song during my pregnancies And then I used to just love it Like You know like when you just get obsessed with weird things yeah. if I think about it now like When I asked my daughter to listen to it She was like well, what were you on Mama?" I said don't no, no. on <laughs> And then I just remember s- singing that And these, these um, consultants And the midwives don't even know this track <laughs> I, mean, I think it was quite new and him singing it like oh, hi i'm dancing I'm glad you and they were just like looking at me like such a weird woman but anyway they were they were like i'm glad that she's singing rather than crying and screaming like other people do during this time yeah but anyway so they were really nice really helpful they got me through it was my first spinal i'd never have had an epidural or a mm-hmm. spinal before I didn't even know what a spinal was until they did that to me. Um baby was born. I've never had a C-section baby so I didn't really know that procedure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a bit scary and I did kind of puke up straight after. But they were with me and then Mom came in all in a panic state and yeah I don't really remember what happened to the dad at this point. Uh, Where he was after all this Bollywood outburst, but um, yeah, I don't remember where he was. I think he was somewhere, but uh, I just remember Mum coming in and then we were okay. Then we were taken to the recovery ward and that. And then she was doing a lot of this funny breathing, like um, these funny noises that she was making. And then I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with that? And then they kept saying, oh, all C-section babies make this noise. Mm. I was like, okay. So, um, yeah, then after that, I think because she must have been doing this quite a bit, because I don't remember much else. Mm. And then I think they did take her to some kind of special care baby unit, even though she was not tiny, she was Mm. the biggest I had. And I thought, wow, nearly a seven pound baby. Well, blimey, I'm glad it was a section actually um, Well, not really <laughs> But not really Um, But um, I was like, wow, okay, that's cool So I never had a, had a baby that big uh, Well, for me that was big uh, And yeah, that was it So I didn't really get to see her much Apart from the croakiness And mm. I was quite groggy And then they took her away And then I don't Then I maybe went to see her the same night I was wheeled over there And I went over to see her but she was in there for a bit so I didn't really get all that closeness and that skin to skin And mm. even though she was a bigger baby and then I don't think they really asked me if they could give a formula and stuff but they did mm. and then I just remember being mad the next day um, thinking well if I'm happy to breastfeed why wouldn't you just give me a go or ask me yeah. if there option or whatever but they have to give it and um, I thought, okay, but then after a couple, like when I was a bit better, I think I went over to offer her a bit of skin to skin and um, we finally made it and a bit of expressing and stuff. But I'm sad that I don't, I don't think I managed to give her a lot of colostrum and stuff. But then it was all okay. Breastfeeding journey was okay after that. They were a little bit supportive later on. And then it all worked out well, but, i was really depressed afterwards Mm, after having her after having her because i was shocked about the section afterwards even though Mm. i was singing all that stuff during labor but i think it was quite a shock to my system because it took my body quite a long time to recover after that even though i work with um, mums all the time that have had c-sections and they bounce back Yeah, but I, I didn't, and um, like Shireen said, but, you know, you can relate to that. It was um, it was really hard for me after that section. It took me ages to just even stand up properly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I, it was just horrible. And it was really horrible having kids in the house. And then you can't do a lot and then a lot of pain and even dealing with the baby and i think that had a bigger impact on me yeah yeah so um and i was quite depressed afterwards because then i think then it all then it all came back like all the stuff that i went through during the pregnancy Mm-hmm. Not knowing if this baby was going to survive. And then it all caught up how I went through the birth and the C section and post birth, that there wasn't a lot of support. And how, you know, even though this baby was bigger, I wasn't given those options to feed her mm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, it hasn't been, it hasn't really been quite a funny journey this one. But the funny thing about all of this is only recently I've discovered that having a baby after miscarriage is actually called a rainbow baby. So do you know about that actually? I didn't even yeah, know that. Yeah I've
0: heard the term.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I only know knew about that now when my cousin mentioned it because you know um, that child of mine she just turned 20 on the 23rd on Sunday and then we were at my my daughter's wedding and then my cousin said she goes do you know that means she's your
0: rainbow baby
1: I said I "I didn't realize that because
0: rainbows come after storms yeah that's why
1: and I was like how beautiful that I didn't even know that all that time that she was my rainbow baby Mm. so I've only come across this term it's a lovely term isn't it it's
0: lovely it's one of the the terms that they've got right (laughs) loads of stuff can get wrong
1: and I I wish I knew I wish I knew that earlier and then I could refer to her in a nicer way rather than always having these, I mean I don't really say it to her it's just yeah But um, it wasn't an easy place to be Mm. dealing with all of that and um, I hope I can help other mums like that go through stuff like this and they can relate or yeah. they find it easy to talk about it because look, it's taken me 20 years to talk about mm. yeah. And I didn't even realise that I felt those emotions then, if you know what I mean, which is, mm. which is weird. But I just remember I just was
0: not myself.
1: Yeah. And if my girls listen to this, they'll get a shock.
0: <laughs> I, really I think it's really special like though. It's special to say it out loud. And I know from our last podcast, loads of women said like how helpful it was to hear someone else Mm -hmm. say it and like speak about it so that they could speak about it and kind of address, like you said, feelings they didn't even know that they had. Because I think a lot of the time, especially after having a baby, you just have to carry on because you've got the baby to look after now. So to be able to sit and actually think, wow, I've actually got these emotions that I've pushed deep down and to let them out, I think is really helpful. So you've helped a lot of women.
1: Of course, I, hope, I certainly hope I have. I mean, it would have been really helpful for me too if I had someone to talk to or who I, can relate, who I could have related to, but I didn't really have anyone that was happy to talk about it out loud. You know, I'm mm. sure a lot of people that I was in touch with had those emotions had those feelings and they had to deal with them or they didn't deal with them but it would have been nice if I could at least speak about it out loud and say look I'm feeling like this because Mm -hmm. I remember having to hide those feelings right and that is that is difficult when you have to keep them to yourself because you don't want to offend someone or you think there's something wrong with you because you're feeling this way Mm. and i think that's really sad and i think that i want moms to know that you don't have to feel like this you shouldn't be ashamed you shouldn't be embarrassed to um so um i don't want them to feel embarrassed that they can't let these emotions out because it's not embarrassing Mm. it's like it's very normal it's very normal to feel like this if you didn't then i'd say like well that's weird because these are normal feelings of mm. course when you have a loss you're going to be desperate you you feel desperation to replace that loss right mm-hmm. that's just a human instinct i think that you you just get this desperation out of nowhere like oh you need, need to have another baby but you know mm. these are normal feelings and it, there's no need us to hide them you don't have to Mm -hmm. hide these emotions if you feel them they're totally natural and you should be proud to say and another person who's like a good friend to you will understand because your friends Mm. are there to listen not to judge you so you shouldn't be scared that oh someone's gonna say you're weird but you're not weird these Mm. are every person i think in this situation would have those feelings yeah and um it's fine to share them because you feel better what you talk about look at me like i've kept this in for so long Mm. if i'd have discussed it with someone else maybe i could have made their journey a little bit easier because they they could they they were able to process or express themselves like i wasn't because i didn't feel that i could maybe
0: yeah but, um, so your one piece of advice to a mum who's suffered a loss and she's found out she's pregnant, how does she manage the anxiety? Like, what what would you have wanted someone to tell you how, how to manage it?
1: Well, what would have really helped me is someone that would have suggested... Um, things that I could have done rather than me just keeping it all in like, like or treat yourself or give yourself a bit of time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and do some deep breathing exercises, do some kind of meditation, do something that you mm-hmm. like
0: so mm-hmm. you have
1: a nice hobby to focus on rather than my ironing that I kind of got into <laughs> but you know, do something nice for yourself yeah. that makes you feel better, light a few candles um, have a massage Mm -hmm. to get yourself a little facial Mm. treat yourself like read read positive kind of affirmations read Mm -hmm. books that help you feel better that lighten your mood and make you feel a bit more positive about what you're going through and just have that one friend that you could just like call and pick up the phone and say hey i'm feeling like this today and then mm. she could she could encourage you with all these things that I've just mentioned you know mm. just stuff like that I would say that don't um, don't be too, don't feel so low that there's no one out there that understands you just mm. have to pick up the phone, call your friend do something to nurture yourself mm-hmm. that makes you feel better within yourself Then these feelings won't overtake you because yeah. you're dealing with them in a positive way and then you have to change your mindset as well you can't keep focusing on yes that's I have experienced that loss but this is a different pregnancy Mm -hmm. a different baby it's going to be a better outcome it's going to be a more positive outcome you have Mm -hmm. to tell your mind these positive things to get through that in a more positive way rather than just focus on the loss only because we know the loss is there but you have to focus on the new life mm-hmm. and um, encourage yourself the best way you can really I hope that's helped but I just
0: yeah that's perfect look after yourself <laughs> love yourself yeah. is what we're always saying and I think it's even more important after a loss that you have to look after yourself and okay. it's okay to feel yeah. sad and, and acknowledge that but don't don't stay in that for too long like it's okay that, to that, move forward yeah. and yeah. be happy about the new life that's coming exactly
1: exactly yeah that's the perf- That's the thing that's really important for you to focus on yeah you've got that right Natalie yeah this is what we need to encourage all our mamas that you can do this you've got this oh a bit overwhelmed there
0: you're doing so well because I know it's not easy to share that stuff but you're helping so many people and and yourself at the same time, I hope.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity to share that. You're both doing a great job and let's hope we can help all the lovely mamas, mamas mamas-to-be out there.
0: I think we'll definitely help some. (laughs) Oh, Thank you. Thank you, Zarina. Thank you, Sherry. <laughs> Take care, lovelies. Love you Bye all. Adeku. Bye, Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.